Unlearning Labels is about talking the walk of I see you, I hear you, and I value you. Our mission is to offer solutions and to provide a safe space for conversations that impact organizations. In this way, companies can better understand their challenges, gain clarity and raise awareness, both at an organizational and individual level. Contact us to start taking actionable steps on the topics of diversity, equity and inclusion and for one-to-one -one executive coaching. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Unlearning Labels podcast. Um, today, we are honored to have uh, our guest, Vivian Aqua, who is the founder of Amplify DEI. And over the past two years, she's really um, created quite a movement in humanizing the workplace. Interestingly enough, she's also recently been a victim of um, a lack of diversity in the AI portion of recruitment. So we invited her to, to speak with us today about that particular incident. As you know, our previous episode, we were talking about um, AI. And um, so welcome to the show, Thank Vivian. And uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I saw your post on LinkedIn and I thought, huh, that's happened to me too. And, but it didn't, like, I, I didn't think that's what it was. I, you know, I just really thought it was something else. And it's just amazing. It was striking to me how you were able to immediately identify what mm -hmm. just happened. So can you share us, uh, share with us yeah, your story? So, um, what people don't know is that a few weeks earlier to what happened to me, I was watching at Coded Bias. So having that movie from Netflix, which is on Netflix right now, Having watched that that movie, but also see what other people were experiencing and how people were excluded or how people were reframed in a different way, it helped me understand where AI is and where our AI should be going. So that was, I think, a month before the incident that happened. So I was asked to speak at an event, an event where um, what, what was about uplifting, uplifting entrepreneurs of color, uplifting women of color in the STEM uh, domain, but also it was a, a recruiting site. It was a job fair as well. And every participant was supposed to go through a AI makeover where they would have their own avatar. To me, it's very important that, you know, when you, when you see me, you don't see that I'm tall, so I'll, I'll remove that factor away. But there are some elements that I value as part of my personal branding, my hair, for instance, but also my head wrap. Um, I noticed that this tool was erasing both. So I had otherwise the option to go bald, which I hate. My sister is bald or is bald from sometimes. And um, I don't want to be reminded. I, I love my sister, but I don't want to be reminded of her. She's just a different version of myself. And I want to be known for the unique Vivian that I, that I am. So the other part was, is that I removed or covered my head wrap with some of my hair, but it looked like somebody clipped Let's say that somebody used the, the, the how do you say, the, the, the clipper for the hair, mm -hmm. used it in a different way. And it seemed like I was playing a role in one flew over the cuckoo's nest. So that image <laughs> is safely with me. There is another version, but it's not the version that I want to be known for because that creates a different conversation, which I'm not all about. But I do wanted to acknowledge the fact that my identity is very important. So I addressed it with the people behind the event. Um, they shared that they did a lot to make it more diverse, but given the fact that um, it was too late to change, but also given the fact that they expected a different budget mm -hmm. where they could have used a different tool and they had to go to this tool knowing that it had a lot of upgrades. Mm. And the upgrades where I could see that the people who have a, a white background or a white skin color 
were more reflecting more like a copy paste where the people of color, let's say they, they weren't seeing themselves. Mm. And when I shared this image online, mind you, my family knows how proud I am of my identity and of my color and the fact that, and my hair as well, and the fact that when I share that image on Facebook with no context, the image where I was uh, bald, I almost had a family intervention. Really, <laughs> family members were asking me, Vivian, because they, they well, on the image, you know, when you see it's more, um, it seems very real. And family members were asking, uh, Vivian, um, should we need to, to, do we need to have a conversation <laughs> about this? Because why did you cut your hair? What did you do? What's what happening? Is there something wrong? And I was just like, I was laughing from the inside, but also realizing that this image caused so much hurt, not only internally, because my son was also asking about mom, but that's not you. Who is that? It looks like you, but it isn't you. And me being the person to ask this question, but also to answer this question and realizing that not everybody understands the hurt, the layers of hurt that is in that image by me not being represented as myself. Mm. And you know, um, before I, I allow Peter and Mira to say anything, the first thing that pops out for me as a mm. woman of color is like the contortions mm. that we go through yeah. at work. Yeah. It is still representative yeah. Yeah. of that, you know. So, um, wow, and and it's it's the same kind of hurt yeah. and everything that we have on the inside, and we still have yeah. to function in a professional yeah. environment. So, what did you guys hear? It's interesting to me that there is so much. Well, I wouldn't call it ignor ignorance, and, and maybe there is. Sometimes there it's is, ignorance, yes. sometimes it's not knowing. Well, depends where you are mm -hmm. in the world, correct? Mm -hmm. Like, if you if you live in a in Albania, for example, I don't know why Albania comes to my mind, but you know, low income country where there is no black people at all. You won't meet somebody who is black. You pretty much meet, mm -hmm. meet people that, that are from your own country. Making a mistake like this wouldn't be ignorance. It would be something that you, you don't know, you don't think about, it's sure. not part of your life. But then when you, when you live in countries where, you know, it's like America, like, like, like Netherlands, like even Germany, France, uh, all countries that used to have colonies, mm -hmm. you can't not have that. That's ignorance. That's ignorance. And, and then especially for you living there your whole life and experiencing something like this, knowing that it's ignorance, it's very painful. Uh, you, you can't just say, oh, somebody didn't know, because it's not one person. There's so many other people involved in things like that. Like, why don't we have more people from different demographics doing stuff like that? Like, why? I don't know. It's just, it's, I, I know how much it's painful for me or how much it used to piss me off when somebody would tell me, you know, um, you... Uh, like when I was in UAE and I would say, ah, you're Russian because they would hear my accent. I've got nothing against Russia, but I'm not. So, you know, mm -hmm. ask me if you don't know, you don't need to assume. Yeah. But it's, it's, a, it's smaller, much smaller thing, but, but it also mm -hmm. like brings up your emotions. So uh, that's... Uh, what, what pissed me off is um, I shared it with the event organizers as well. And I know that, you know, organizing an event on its own. I know the stress. So the last thing that I wanted to do is cause upon stress towards the event organizers, but I only shared it via WhatsApp. Now, I, I learned the hard way that WhatsApp is not always the right way to communicate, especially when you don't add a voice message to mm -hmm. it because they found some of the people that I trusted. I mean, I've been laughed at. I've been... Um, People were just like, Vivian, is this a joke? And they couldn't understand my pain. Mm. 
they couldn't understand that mm. I was furious. I, I did send, you know, the wine drinking Nini or a few emojis saying that this is not the way that I want to be represented, but I, to withdraw last minute was also not me. So what I did instead was create a LinkedIn poll. Mm. Instead of writing my frustration at first by sharing this, I wanted to test what do you find unique about me when you see me, my image, my picture? Mm. And a lot of the people, they shared, it was the hair, the headband as well, but also the, the, the total profile, right? But me not having my hair and my, my headscarf, that's a unique part of me that you are erasing. Mm. That's not me. Mm. That's a version of me, but that's not me. Mm. It's interesting. It's... And and so you attended the the the, the conference or yeah. mm-hmm. and how was that? I was annoyed. I was annoyed because it took a lot of people were complaining about their avatar, but it took the magic, the essence of what the event should, could have been. It took it away because we were complaining about the avatar. We were complaining about the way we were portrayed. And I was just like, this is taking away so much of the magic that event should have had. The energy went in towards the avatar, which is a mist, which which I find it is a missing chance. And 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 there's so much, I mean you just say this and it just reminds me of how much energy is being spent Mm -hmm. in the world on on what we are doing with these things yeah. instead of actually focusing on on what is more important and how to change it yeah right peter this is like the real <laughs> dei that's exactly <laughs> what i mean i'm looking at you and i'm like isn't this real dei we were yeah, talking I mean, about this yesterday just hearing you all speak what what makes sense for me to share now is just you know i'm, I'm thinking about ai technology data right and yeah, I can, I can totally resonate with what you're saying, but I guess I haven't really experienced that at a deep mm-hmm. level like you've experienced as an individual human being. But I can see, looking from the outside, that it's just not acceptable anymore. And yeah, I can understand what, what Mira said. There are certain places in the world, even still, where it really is, there's a massive lack of awareness. You know, So mm-hmm. there is a little bit of innocence there. But even that, to me doesn't always hold much weight because of technology. So I think we live in a very globalized place. So, you know, even some of these places that we, you know, our best guess is that, you know, they're not so globalized so they don't know. I'd be really surprised. You know, I'd love, love for us to all, all four of us to go on a field trip, you know, and just go, is that really true? Mm. You know, just to yeah. make sure, because I don't know about you, I, I really want to j- just check in and make sure that's the case. But from my side, I mean, the data that goes into this technology. So Mira and I were speaking to an inclusive AI company that's in its infancy. And it was amazing what they've started to do. Two female co-founders, and they've got the credentials. Uh, They've worked for uh, companies like Tesla and Philips as data scientists, this kind of thing. And what they said is it's, you know, it's the flaw in what you put in first. So if obviously Mm -hmm. white blokes i kept saying i don't know why i kept saying white bearded ginger blokes but just you know if, <laughs> forget you know the color if it's just one demographic then unfortunately yeah. in the case of avatars it's not going to cater for the uniqueness of all of the other humans out there and that straight away erases that individual makes them feel uncomfortable makes them feel like they're not part and and in your case i know that you're a strong willed person you know we've got to know you so i know that it wasn't going to detract from you turning up so respect mm-hmm. brilliant that you did yeah. however straight out the gate you were made to feel like hold on a minute this isn't me i can't resonate yeah. with that hold on a minute let's check in and give some feedback And yeah, you could say it's innocent, but I think companies, especially if they've been in operation a long time now, Mm. you know, they really need to step up and say, okay, if they did pick something off a shelf that's not fit for purpose, that doesn't really fit the demographic, that richness of all of the humans working in their company, then they need to pull back immediately and say, okay, we got that wrong. We're not going to use that. And actually, we're willing to learn. So let's have an open dialogue about it. 
Mm. And if you do that, I would, I would, um, I would challenge companies before bringing these tools out because if you're making tools that are supposed to be uh, supposed, these products supposed to be used by people of the world, mm -hmm. but you haven't better tested for people of the world, yeah. then we all know that what you are what you are showing that's people of the majority yeah. that you are showing mm. and in this day and age especially what happened to timnit gabriel who was the uh former ai uh former ai um lead within google mm -hmm. who got fired last year there was this whole debate about did she get fired mm. did she, didn't she get fired but also this this movie about coded bias yeah. i want to challenge us to watch this and to rewatch this and erase something that you see as your unique selling point and just erase that and find out how it makes you feel. So maybe if you are a man, mm -hmm. let me erase your identity mm -hmm. and now you, I'm transforming you into becoming a woman and vice versa. Or let me erase some of your, your eyes, right? Because the color of your eyes, I'm also erasing that. Mm -hmm. How would you feel? Mm -hmm. And, you know, real DEI talk, let's say that in a way, because you can make an avatar, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Anywhere, like Facebook, whatever, and it has mm. head wraps. It mm. has braids. And I'm just like, how about before you would even have an event like this that requires people to make avatars, why don't you just look <laughs> like at people walking down the street Right. Like if you look at people walking down the street, like a lot of black women now are doing natural hairstyles. What mm -hmm. does that look like? Right. You know, so like at least yeah, there, there were braids. so many things I mean, wrong because all the women had or all the bodies, there were one body type and I'm very tall, but I'm also curvy. And there were some people that uh, even though they are female, they dislike the part that they had super boobs so i'm just thinking like okay is this program for men or is this program for you know for a certain type of engineer who wants to have the ideal woman yeah. <laughs> interesting yeah. you know and on that front they yeah. may they may have been trying to not be uh what misogynistic mm -hmm. right because a lot of men actually like mm. big breasts Right. So they probably didn't want to offer that because like all oh, women are going to be like, oh, my gosh, you know, I mean, it's a thought. I mean, well, <laughs> what, what do you think? We're talking about yeah. avatars, right? I mean, I'm not going to get into the whole the boob size thing <laughs> just because I'll dig myself a deep hole. <laughs> no comments on that Smart. one. But just to go back to the date of it, I mean, I know it's it's, you know, for people listening, it sounds like, oh, well, it's only avatars. Mm. But like, where do you stop? Mm. Right. And for me, every time we've looked in the area of automation and the technology, it's amazing. However, it's still in its infancy. And when we say artificial intelligence, the intelligence for me is on shaky ground because mm -hmm. humans, let's be honest, if you look at the psychology of it, we're only as good as what we've, you know, our level of awareness by building it in the first place. Even if you've got a team, that you know on the out, outside looks like it's demo you know it's got all the right demographics in etc cetera, etc cetera. you can still throw a lot of biases in there there's a load yeah. of blind spots and it's still wonky and i think if you embrace it that way and companies do a bit more due diligence because they do due diligence when the booking workshops with us right it's you know it's 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 a challenge let's be honest yes. for people listening yes. you know in the game that we're in helping people it can be a long process and laborious mm -hmm. and quite you know, a bit of TLC and patience, but it's really interesting. They seem to rush into buying software solutions without really doing anything. Uh, and again, it's not harsh to say that because I've worked for companies that have pulled stuff off the shelf without checking in with their employees quite often. Mm -hmm. And then the, all of the employees like, yeah, why did you buy that? You know, and this is again, going yeah. feedback, going back to the leadership team. And they're like, well, we know better than you. And that's where the disconnect happens. And that's where, you know, a lack of trust is built and the wheels start to come off. But for people listening, if you are a decision maker, there is good news. As we said in the start of the conversation, just put your hand up and say, yes, yeah, sorry, 
that was a lack of our awareness. Let's start again. Let's roll out something that's actually a better fit, but let's put the brakes on and let's just stop using it. Mm-hmm. But I hear companies go, or, it's broke. Or, Sorry, go on. Yeah. Or ask the companies who have it better, right? Because I was using Bitemoji uh-huh. uh, before my Facebook avatar started. And Bitemoji was for me, it represented me in a, in a huge way because I was able to choose my color, to choose my eyelashes, to choose the, the color of my hair. Uh-huh. And then comes the Facebook avatar, which is representing me better. I can at least select my purple braids and I, I don't have my headscarf, but I do have my, my red beret where people can say, hey, this looks like Vivian. This is how Vivian looks. So why not have a conversation with the people that are behind that? What kind of software are you using? Because if you want to copy paste myself into your tool, you need to have that investigation or otherwise do a cartoony version where I am able to select, you know, have a lot of variations, of course, because we are different people. We have different body types. We have different lengths. We have different preferences. Not all women wear skirts, very tight skirts, by the way. It was either that or I had to choose to a business suit. Give us options. Yeah, yeah it, it's interesting, isn't it? And then, but uh, it, it just also kind of goes back for me, uh, thinking about how, uh, you know, the, the company cultures where mm-hmm. everybody have to be the same you know, wearing suits, everybody have to be the same. I mean, I remember when I worked in in Dubai, there were companies that required certain uh, shoes. (laughs) You couldn't just, you know, you couldn't come to work in your flat shoes. You Mm. had to... Mm. You had to wear high heels and they had to be stilettos and like me in high, in high heels. No, it's, but no. it's, uh, it's really interesting. And so how do you, how much do we feel uncomfortable in this conversation about certain things that have been done? And then we can say, you know, I don't want to do this and, 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 and bail out of it. But when you, you are forced to be somebody else, all the time and i i understand that like for example uh let's all be the same so you know if people can't afford this they can afford you know to bring security but i think we are long past the idea that in order for everybody to for everybody to be to feel safe we all need to be the same I think mm. we're past that idea. idea. It, it's it's not, we, we now know it's not true. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, Vivian, what do you think about culture fit? Because for me, they're shonky mm. labels. Those two words for me, when I hear it, I'm like, yeah, be careful with that. Because quite often, and again, it was innocent to start with. But again, I don't think companies can run away from this and say, yeah, we don't know what to do with it. And it's kind of like, yeah, mm-hmm. we we want to put everyone in the same box, right? But that yeah. doesn't work. And then they want to find talent and embrace all this diversity, but they want you to fit the culture. But correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, Vivian, when I ask companies, and this isn't just one, this is every company I've ever spoken to that's some autonomy of scale, right? They've been in operation mm-hmm. past startup mode, right? They all have a very subjective view on what company culture is. And this is talking Mm -hmm. to CEOs and the leadership team. They don't know. And if they don't know, imagine what the employees think. So imagine if you're bringing culture fit into an interview process. Wow. I mean, how how would you even measure that? What does does that mean to you? For me, well, (laughs) the way that I see, since we're talking AI, partial recruiting, the way that I see culture fit is when I am seeing a vacancy and I'm seeing we host Friday Friday night beers. There is a, a football pool that we can play. There is a game room that we can play. And we have a lot of beer and we have these, you know, guyish things that a lot of guys in the, in the workplace do. And I'm just like, okay, I'm a mom. I don't want to work, let's say nine to five or a few days, nine to five and spend my free time to drink with you. If you have something else to offer for me to, you know, do play play part of the team building aspect, play games, for instance, 
I would love to. First of all, I don't drink beer. I drink uh, mojitos or tequilas or something else. If you know me, then I like my drink sweet. I am a person that I value the balance that I have with my free time. So uh, especially now during the holiday, for me, it's a must to plan some free time so that I have also some time with my family as well. That's important as well. Play football. I know I live in a country that football, uh, that put football on a high platter, but I don't give mm, about football. The second thing, the other thing is that um, I like games. I like playing games, but is it mandatory to have a PlayStation playing Viva, Viva all the time? Maybe I would like to have Fortnite. Have you considered what other people like instead of you know, considering only mentioning what the majority thinks that is part of the culture. I don't want to fit. I, I, I don't fit in a culture. I will always stand out in a culture. And I want to challenge leaders, recruiters, managers to think about what is it that you are missing? Who is missing from this equation? Which audience are you missing? Mm are you not tapping into? Because one of the things that I know for sure, definitely within Europe, but also within the US, the demographics are changing. Mm. You have a lot of people with diverse backgrounds, diverse cultures that are mixing, intertwining. I mean, Orlando is half Ghanaian and half Dutch. And for him, I hope for him, it will be important to be in an in a environment where he isn't the only one of color or where he isn't the only man of color, right? We want to be cordial of that, but we also want to target groups that can identify with him or maybe can identify with me or maybe can identify with you or maybe with Miro, or maybe with Cordelia. Mm. The fact that Cordelia is wearing her, her hijab and I see a hijab in a workplace or I see somebody working there with a hijab, it empowers me. It, it says something about that company embracing her for the female woman that she has, but she is also embracing her religion. You know, what I'm hearing <clears throat> overwhelmingly and what you're saying is what companies and leadership teams need to consider is how to create psychological safety from the yep. recruitment yep. aspect, like, mm. like from the gate, you know, like, do I even want to work there? Like as a woman, if I was, you know, looking at the benefits and it was like, we have a football mm. pool and all that, like drinking, definitely. I'm not, I'm not, why would I apply there? I don't even drink, you know, Muslims don't drink at all. So like, yeah, that's not my place to be, but I may, align with the mission yeah. and vision of the company, you know, like they may be doing, excuse me, <laughs> getting passionate. They may be doing fabulous things in the world, but they just, there's a complete mm -hmm. disconnect when it comes to like attracting um, diverse talent, specifically women, mm -hmm. you know? So like, how could we, how can, you know, leadership teams look to, offer psychological safety from the gate they can't do it alone that's the thing sometimes it feels like they are doing everything alone or they have to do it alone not possible i want to challenge them to hire coach to hire somebody who will challenge them mm -hmm. but will also will also listen to them and look with them in that same mirror and they will be able to listen to each other as well I want coaches or I want leaders to challenge themselves. I know, Peter, you are a male coach, you are a white man coach, but I also want to challenge leaders to uh, have a coach that doesn't look like them, mm -hmm. that is different from them, and maybe also challenge yourself in hiring a coach where your leakage mm. Is, so if you have a turnover leak for women of color, maybe it's time to hire a coach that can support women of color and give you the perspective that you are missing from your people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and that psychological safety then comes from you getting to know people around you and getting comfortable mm -hmm. with them and embracing them for who they are. I mean, we are all uncomfortable about what we don't know nobody likes mm -hmm. uncertainty i mean not that we don't like it it's not comfortable so uh 
you know, the more people you know, the more experience you have, the more stories you hear, more likely you are going to be thinking in that direction and be more inclusive and 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 offer more safety to people around you. No? Yeah, yeah, true. But I want us to challenge ourselves to not mm -hmm. only read or become aware, I want you to experience that. And a friend of mine is currently developing a tool where people have the opportunity, even for five minutes, really experience what it means to be a black woman who is approached by a manager in a inappropriate way. Mm. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I will hope to share more at the Amplify DEI Summit, which I'm going to challenge her to talk, but it's definitely a way it's a vr tool where you are not only triggered by what you see but you can feel it you can feel the inappropriately you can feel that if you have a daughter you can feel how somebody is behaving like a predator mm. and how it makes you feel or you can feel like if somebody is behaving in a toxic way it will leave you with a lot of shame, a lot of anger, a lot of sadness. It shocked me. It shocked me like the whole week, mm -hmm. just from a five minute video. It shocked me the whole week. Well, anything that can increase someone's awareness, yeah, whether mm -hmm. it's shock or sadness or even curiosity, let's be honest, that yeah. works as well. All for the better, you know? And yeah, I mean, remember ages ago, we went to some AI events way before COVID. And again, they were talking about this because it was in its infancy. But I can see how that, you know, putting you in a situation where you just, we can all say we can put ourselves in each other's shoes, mm -hmm. yeah. but it never goes mm -hmm. as deep as actually having that lived yeah. experience, right? Mm -hmm. So anything yeah. that technology can be an enabler for that to happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing yeah. it. So yeah, I hope she... It will be, yeah, it will be... I'll definitely introduce you all, but it will be a different experience. I hope that we have different conversations when we, we talk about refugees. They are uprooting themselves from a country that they love, and they travel not always in a safe way, travel to a country that they hope will embrace them. But yet there are so many people that are disgusted by them because they think that they are job seekers or they are taking away their jobs, they are taking away their housing. But if we would only walk a mile or maybe one hour in the shoes of a refugee, I think, I not I think, I know that our perspective will change. Mm -hmm. And see, that's the great thing about our collaboration, right? because we have a refugee <laughs> or mm -hmm. ex-refugee, you know, and we have the white male, and then we mm -hmm. have me, you know, a, a black woman who wears a hijab, right? And so, like, we can, like, shake Are we, are we, like, <laughs> are we like some kind <laughs> of showing up. that was manufactured? Yeah. <laughs> no, because it wasn't manufactured, you know, for people listening, mm -hmm. It, there was no BS. We it just made sense, and it was just right yeah. place, right time. And thanks to Vivian, yeah. actually, for people listening. You know, I don't think well, <laughs> we may have crossed paths, but actually, mm -hmm. Vivian amplified that or speeded up that process. Um, what was it? Twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, last year. To start. Yeah. Last year. Yeah, it was only a year. No, it seems like we've <laughs> known like each other for a lot longer, purple. but in a good way. Yeah. Not like oh, yeah. You know. I, I want to <laughs> rewind a little bit. So. Remember, I mean, especially Vivian and I have talked about it, and I know we have as well, all of us, all four of us included. What always shocked me, and again, I don't buy that it can't be changed immediately. I think Cordelia, correct me if I'm wrong, you touched on it before. You know, what has to happen in the, in the recruitment process for things to change? Well, for me, it's the very first step. So I wanted to ask you, Vivian, what, you know, for people listening, so decision makers, recruitment managers, recruitment firms, because we've been in contact with a few of late, all of us, right? Uh, and, and they really are pushing the envelope. They're really finding mm -hmm. more opportunities for different demographics, especially females and tech companies to, to, you know, to get these jobs rather than just being one demographic. That's great. But I was still... You know what's what's going wrong from day one i mean we've all been through shoddy inf interview processes you know we've talked about it quite often haven't we right 
I mean, step one for me, right? I would, I would yeah. keep it simple. Offer transparency. Offer transparency in how the process will look like, but also offer transparency in uh, you're saying that you value diversity. How does it look like in the interview process? Will I be interviewed by different colleagues, different people, different departments? Also the longevity. Mm -hmm. It seems like um, at, at applying for jobs right now at the moment, it seems like the Hunger Games. <laughs> where they are keeping the vacancy <laughs> open for at least 100 months they want people to apply like thousand people to apply one one vacancy for me that's an alert for me that means that you are not valuing me as a person but also not keeping it real because you're looking for that golden easter egg which is a challenge to find especially when you're going to disneyland in orlando where it's huge right it's huge so i want you to be transparent what are you looking for uh what's the process and if you say you value diversity show it to me don't tell me show it to me what do you think about i mean i've seen a lot of back and forth about salary so here's my two pence mm -hmm. worth, right i think when you get to a certain level it's definitely for certain seniority i think it's quite disrespectful mm -hmm. And again, for me, correct me if I'm wrong, goes back to transparency. It yeah. should be put on the table. I've been through, yeah. I could share yeah. quite a few annoying examples in Berlin, and I won't name the companies, but if we would just discuss that on the first call, and I had decision makers, you know, sometimes quite often early on, where they could have just been honest, you know, the HR director yeah. or whatever, and they could have could said, have saved a lot of time. You, or yeah. actually, you're over, you know, whatever it is from their side, I'll be like, okay, respect that. And then we could have an open dialogue where, mm -hmm. you know, even if I think it's still a good fit, we then negotiate. Mm -hmm. But quite often, which is really sad and quite disrespectful waste of each other's time is they put, you know, like what you said, the Hunger Games, you know, six rounds and then, oh, here's the offer. And it's half what you were on mm -hmm. last month. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. sorry. I, <laughs> I would be so disgusted, so confused. And afterwards I would say, really? We have to realize that people who are applying for jobs, they are also, um, basically your company is applying for them. Yeah. Right. Basically, you are the person who's in not not the candidate, but the company is in a chair. Mm -hmm. We should interrogate the company for what they are doing. And I know that the war for talent before this whole COVID lockdown, the war for talent, it will be much worse because after this hunger game period, the wheels, the, the, the table will turn. Mm -hmm. Questions are being asked, how diverse is your company? What are you doing this year? What are you doing next year? There is a new generation, but also the current generation are asking challenging questions. And if you cannot answer them, or if you cannot showcase them, within six months, they are gone. Where's the love? Within one, one year, they are gone because you didn't show them the real love. Or within two years. So what are you willing to invest? Because there is a lot of money put into the recruiting, but we seem to be missing the link as in when your people are in, do that check, relationship check, right? Where you, for your car, every year or every two years, you do a check. Is everything working fine? Maybe I need to change the oil, or maybe I need to change the dashboard light, or maybe you need to provide something so that they can develop themselves. What are you doing for them? Mm -hmm. How are you showcasing that love? Yeah, so it's it's interesting, isn't it? Like there's this whole process of searching for ideal candidate that doesn't mm -hmm. exist and I mean in the yeah. real world. And and then and then just you know allowing them to go after six months because you're actually mm -hmm. not doing any of the stuff that you should be doing it's, yeah. it's down to recruiters as well. I mean there's a whole load of stakeholders involved, right? And We've talked about this, so they get it. This, this to me is controversial as well. Where I see so-called recru uh, recruitment companies and people saying they're being super inclusive, and then I see them promoting jobs in London where the salary is half what it should be. <laughs> you know, we talked about this, right? And again, we're not yes, going to name yes. who and why and how. But True. When I see this, I'm like, is that just a lack of awareness, mm -hmm. or is that just wow? Okay, something's 
not congruent. Something's completely misaligned here. Especially for the position where you're asking people to be in-house therapists. That's what it is. That's what the role of DNI person within the company comes down to. Well, you know, going back to the real DEI, as Cordelia mentioned before. So let's let's put it out there for people listening. So realistically, if someone, because you know better than anyone, Vivian, right? If someone takes a job as not even a director, a DEI manager in a company, say a mm-hmm. startup, that's a tough gig, right? Not mm-hmm. to say that it won't be a wonderful role as well, but yeah. surely that should be a certain salary because as you say, it requires a certain experience and skill set. And correct me if I'm wrong, if it's half the salary, surely anyone who's got self-respect or awareness and already cut the teeth in this space, they're just not going to fill those positions, right? Yeah, so you'll get someone true. who's not actually able yeah. to make any inroads internally, right? Yeah, that's true. And then they leave within one year or maybe two years because they couldn't do what the company thought that they could do. Mm. Um, it's not realistic. We need to treat the DNI roles or the DEI roles as realistic because, again, they are therapists within the company. Mm-hmm. A lot of ish are, is dumped on their lap where they need to solve it or they need to support the challenges that the company needs to go through. And I feel like we need to do more. We need to move more regarding that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it screams that mm. they don't value yeah. they don't truly value their ticking box ticking ticking the box yeah they're ticking the box to you know oh look exactly. we've got you know effort, um but we don't value it we don't really care about it we just want to do what um is acceptable i mean we've really talked we've covered a lot of uh, topics today surrounding recruitment and um diversity and and psychological safety and you know i i am still hearing one thing that me and peter and mira always come back to which is self-leadership mm-hmm. and self-awareness you know i love that point that you brought out um in the person seeking yeah. the job seeker right is just as much interviewing the company as the company's exactly. interviewing uh them so what are some tips you know, that the job seeker can bring to the interview to create or, you know, a psychological yeah, I safety. would say it's very important for you to know yourself. And I had a conversation a while ago with Peter regarding testing <laughs> uh, for certain tests, but I do feel like you need to know yourself. You need to know certain qualities of yourself. You need to know how others are thinking of you. So maybe do a 360 feedback conversation with the people that you work with, your friends and family, and hear out what they see in you. What kind of superpowers do you have? Because we don't always see our superpowers. For me, it's very easy to dibble-dabble here with the technology side, where a lot of people are praising me for just embracing that technology side. So know yourself. When you know yourself, it's important to see that value as a superpower. And it's important also to align the values that you have with the values of the company as well. Mm. Where if you value sustainability, please work for a company that values that as well or is improving themselves as well. And if you value diversity, look for the little signs or the big signs that you see where the company is making an effort. Micro actions are actions forward. We cannot beat them down because they are micro. It's an action forward where we are challenging companies to do better. We want companies to move forward, but we cannot expect companies to bungee jump into this whole DEI space. Mm-hmm. Yep. Any closing thoughts, Mara or Peter, on that? No, as you say, could I think we've covered quite a lot of ground. So thank you, Vivian. I think this has been a great conversation. I'm sure we could carry on for hours. Uh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll be getting a WhatsApp saying, what do you think about this? (laughs) Yeah, for people listening, I mean, quite often I'll send the barrage of messages to Vivian and poor Vivian's busy trying to 
work like we all are you know during the day but i'll be like what about i this? don't mind them you know, i don't mind them. Curious, you're challenging you know? me as well yeah um, you're challenging me as but it well. does help us both you know let's be honest yeah 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 <laughs> no but I, th I think for me it's uh, yeah i love what you said vivian about the job seeker being more of a connoisseur for what mm -hmm. what makes you special because i yeah. think quite often it seems like you know the, the, the spanish inquisition and especially <laughs> now after covid right let's be yes. honest it's yes. it's like oh my i really need the job and the desperation mm -hmm. and i can see that i understand because there's a lot of yeah. fear and confusion right but yeah the more that you can see the value in yourself or it i just say i mean most amazing humans and, and i classify all of you on this call like that as well mm, you don't necessarily you. always see what makes you shine bright yeah but that's what sure. is a superpower so i love what you said about go to your friends and family go to your inner circle the people where you've got high high psychological safety and trust and yeah. just say give it to me you know <laughs> you know i love you all tell me tell me everything you know because mm -hmm. I, I just don't know and i'm and even just say it i'm gonna be applying for jobs I'm just yeah. not sure what makes me me, you know, yeah. and I think that could be a great starting point. And I don't know about you, it just it makes me feel more confident even thinking through that process. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're Definitely. going to go to people who are going to be, oh, so tell me why you should be the best fit. It's like, well, OK. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Do you the, have the, 10 minutes? My friends tell me yeah. that I'm this and that I'm that. <laughs> the, uh, but it's it's not like it's it's not the most comfortable process, isn't no. it? But it, it it's isn't. a really process of, of personal growth. And you know what? Yeah. I, one thing that really crossed my mind, and this is personal experience. I'm not, I, you know, it doesn't mean that everybody's dealing with the same thing uh, as well. For me, it was really could get to get comfortable with authority mm. like to not shy away from saying no to yeah. you know not sh sh uh, to to build up that confidence in front of people that i thought thought were in higher authority than me mm -hmm. and that would mean yeah. in hiring process as well if i didn't see them as better than me but same as me then it would be much easier to get into that conversation and be comfortable. But if I saw them as somebody who has any power over me, I would, you know, get scared and stumble and think I'm not good enough and, you know, maybe accept things that I, uh, that I actually don't want to. Yeah. So that's one of the things yeah. that crossed my mind. I've been there. I've been there. But what I what I do want to acknowledge and share is the surprising answers that people shared about the superpowers that I think were minor. They saw them as major. Yeah. So whenever I have an off day or have a challenging day or a challenging conversation, I look back to what people shared and it empowers me in a huge way. Mm. Oh, maybe an exercise for all of us. Yeah, I think we should yeah. all try yeah. it after this, to be sure. <laughs> but going back to the interview process, I mean, I, I could only talk about my own experience and my limited mm -hmm. view, right? So when I was interviewing people, I just got good at being comfortable being me. Yeah. And funny enough, that helped me make other people feel safe and comfortable being themselves. And I think that's not really talked about, you know, whether it's a recruitment company or you know leadership developments no one ever really trains them people get experienced by oh go and do 100 interviews because we've got loads of recruitment to do but that kind of doesn't help because if you're still not really that great at doing it and you're uncomfortable okay you might get more experience but you need a loving hand you know someone mm -hmm. to come in and as you said get a coach get people in who really know how to create safe and inclusive spaces and yeah. then build your process around that. You can't go wrong. I mean, you'll always have something to improve, right? There'll always be bias. There'll always be a blind spot. But if you can create a safe space where, as Mayor said, it's a great reminder. It is intimidating. Even in the best, you know, even you've got the best humans in the room, everyone's like, okay, take a deep breath. And there's, you know, that, yeah. Like an, uh, yeah, it's, it feels like high stakes poker, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. But if you've got someone who says, look, I, I really want to know more about you. We're excited to have you here. Would you like a drink? And um, by the way, don't worry, this process 
it's just so we can get to know you you know and you talk like that exactly people get to yeah. breathe and already that's when the yeah. bricks start to lift and it, even though it's still challenging and you're still scared and there's still fear you're like okay this could actually be doable mm -hmm. and you know if someone gets stuck i used to always be like let's let's just pause no problem Mm -hmm. you know or if, if there's a bit of un, that you know that uncomfortable silence which i'd be like yeah. wow person's reflecting they're obviously deep this is great yeah. whereas other people who are not experienced might go hmm this person doesn't know what to say next exactly you know and i let them do a zebra shake where yeah. they shake everything off <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah definitely. i love that yeah yeah you know so we're, we're all like, well, you're, you are saying, you know, basically that you want to express how interested you are. And that's what yeah. creates the exactly. psychological safety rather than being mm. interesting. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so I, I thank you for all these golden nuggets, Vivian, what are like, just, if you could just give us just one last takeaway to the takeaway that I want to uh, leave you with is the end of my, I think at the end of the, the, the article that I wrote about the AI erasing my identity, I wrote that article so that AI companies can do better. Mm. I want to be able to see myself maybe within five years or 10 years to see myself the way that I see myself, the way that it's reflected upon me. And if you're using a tool that is, isn't doing that, don't use it. Don't use it for the mass. Don't use it at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Vivian. So everyone, Vivian has uh, her summit, her annual summit coming up September uh, 27th through 29th. Amplify DEI, go to AmplifyDEI.com, uh, get your ticket. You want to have an all-access pass, um, so you get to hear the, um, how many speakers is More it this year? 70. <laughs> Again, okay. So, like, anything you want to know um, about DEI yeah. is there. She covers all bases, and uh, follow her on LinkedIn, there's a promo video. It's like two or three minutes, maybe two minutes only. And it says like every single thing you can think of and DEI is there. So you will be, you know, you have more than enough tools. And, you know, we just value you and, and thank you so much for being thank here. You. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. As you can see, Unlearning Labels is about talking the walk of I see you, I hear you, and I value you. If you would like us to help you address any of the topics we explore during the show, such as diversity and inclusion, cultural change, leadership development, or one-to-one -one executive coaching, please contact us via www.unlearninglabels.com or reach out to us via LinkedIn.